the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. This show is multifaceted. It is a show about getting your retirement. But along the same line, it's got some other issues that we have to deal with on a regular basis. Learning that you have to earn, you have to save, you have to invest. Learning that financial planning isn't just having one thing, a nest egg, but financial planning is also about debt analysis, social security analysis, reviewing your employee benefits, home affordability analysis, insurance analysis, business planning, employer stock options, college education planning, looking at your real estate scenarios. But from time to time, the market becomes obsessed. And we have to really focus on what the market wants to talk about. I'm not going to ignore you, Mrs. Market. You're making a lot of noise, so I'm going to I'm going to pay attention. Market corrections happen, and early in January or mid, early in the year, but late in January 2022, the markets had what are called a correction, 10% from the recent all-time highs. Okay. But if you take a look at what's really happening, is a lot of stocks are already down 20, 30, and 40% from their recent all-time highs. So it's really telling something about the next six months. I think the markets in January of 22 were saying, we think the Fed has it wrong. We think they're not going to raise twice this year. We think it's going to be three or four times. In fact, there maybe would be a big chunky move in there of 50 basis points just to show they're serious. Corrections happen frequently. That's the first thing you need to know. A correction is a drop of 10% or more from the high. Since 1950, there's been 36 corrections, now 37 in the S&P 500. S&P 500 is not quite there. That comes to an average of one correction every 1.9 years. Hmm. What happens? The market dips and the market works itself back higher. There has never, ever been a correction from which the United States stock market did not recover. Funny fact number two about corrections. Market corrections typically last under four months. Of the 36 corrections in the S&P 500, 22 of them lasted four months or less. The average correction lasted 196 days, but the average is skewed by a few particular nasty air markets that lasted longer. The average correction length seems to be shortening over time between 1950 and 1984, 11 of the 22 corrections. 11 of the 22, that's 50%, took longer than 104 days to recover. The shortest of these was 162. Since 1984, only three of the 14 corrections have taken longer than 104 days. And two were the infamous dot-com bubble and the Great Recession. 
That means four out of five corrections over the last 35 years have been shorter than three and a half months. I go to the numbers when, when people get anxious. Corrections are common, but bear markets are rare. A bear market is a market drop of over 20%. They don't happen very often. Since 1987, there have been only two bear bubble in the Great Recession. We can throw in maybe a flash bear market from March of 2020. Volatility rises during corrections. So market goes down 10%. You take a look at your portfolio, you go, oh, and you get a little bit upset and you start selling other things. It's an exponential uh, spike. One reason the volume skyrockets during corrections is many investors panic and others see opportunity. Boom. Thank you. I see corrections as temporary sales of things that we talk about being at all-time highs a lot in our lifetime. Emotional decisions lead to very poor returns historically on Wall Street. Study after study has shown that twitchy stock investors who buy and sell reactively rather than buying and holding long-term underperform the market. I know a professional financial planner and head of his policy on investing, not tied to me, that he panicked. You know, I was tracking him. He panicked when Trump got elected. Overnight, the market goes down. I've seen this professional panic numerous times in, in the career. It's okay. It's, it's a human emotion. And when market goes down 10%, that's when people start getting concerned and call. We've been through this before. The, the lighthouses in a market storm are stocks that pay dividends. Stocks that have a lot of visibility i.e. food, energy, things that we need to consume in in good times and bad. Stocks that paid no dividends show the highest volatility. So don't be shy. Number seven, odd little fun fact about corrections. Corrections are less likely in the year of a presidential cycle. Interesting. Large... um, the average S&P 500 returns in, in presidential cycles is something we study and we see again and again and again. Corrections recover quickly. Bear markets do not. When the S&P 500 drops by more than 20%, bear markets historically have averaged 13 months before reaching the bottom. So you go from spook to maybe truly spooked is the way I would analyze that. And when you're truly spooked, you don't know when to re-enter the market. And now you said, I'm going to take 10%, I'm going to take 20%, I'm going to take 30% of my portfolio off. Wherever you got to, you don't know when it's going to be a, a nice spring day because the markets don't have weather forecasts yet. Number nine, fun fact on corrections. Corrections can't be predicted. Corrections happen every 1.9 years on average, but the exact timing could be years apart. There's some economic indicators 
that show when the economy is overheating, like inflation, and you can't stay hot, hot for that period of a long time. I think the Federal Reserve has really created an asset bubble in stocks and in real estate. So they're going to have to be very careful how to unwind that. Um, volatility picks up when a correction hits. So, and again, I don't think you're going to be able to market time it. The best returns often happen in the first month or two months after the market hits rock bottom. This sounds horrible to say out loud, but if I had a superpower, maybe it would be buying stocks at bottoms because very quickly I would become the wealthiest man on the planet. And then I would become, I would go from a superpower to like an evil power, right? After the dot-com bubble collapsed, the first month of recovery yielded 15%. The first month after the S&P 500 hit bottom in 2009, saw growth of 27%. So when you feel like, yeah, yeah, the market's turned around, it's already moved a lot, 27%. Whoops. And that's the stunning part of the return. I like it when markets are down. Consider that in the 20 years between 1996 and 2015, the average annual return on the S&P 500 was about 8.2%. But if you tried to be clever to wait for recoveries before investing and time the market, you missed the 10 best days in the stock market that year. Your annual return would have gone from 8.2% to 4.5%. Mm. Don't try to time markets. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I hope you don't think I'm taking a serious tone, but I'm talking about corrections, what they are and what they mean. There's been a lot of things that I've traded through, invested through, talked to you on the radio through. We appear to be going into a slightly steeper correction. When we do, I tend to break out the notes and break out the history and bring out the best ofs. We've gone through the housing bubble, the European debt crisis, the S&P 500 debt downgrade, the flash crash, the cotton bubble. Beans in the teens, rare earths, uranium, Ebola, the wand, evaluation, zero rates, negative rates, oil at 140, oil negative, COVID-19, Bitcoin, the Tesla squeeze, Volkswagen, the cannabis bubble. Four debt downgrades, SARS, 9-11, the Iraq war, Trump's election. This is all recent stuff, right? You can get into bigger picture things like the Kennedy assassination, the Asian financial crisis, European banks and Venezuelan bonds. And get into World War I and World War II. You can really start to look at the history and just get caught up and say, you know what? What's going on right now that's so awful? We've seen the World War I, the Great Depression, which followed World War II, uh, the Vietnam War, oil shocks, the global financial crisis. But typically on top of those bad headlines 
There's things like the mass production, Fordism. There's the Roaring Twenties, the post-war boom, the Reagan era, the post-Cold War era where markets opened up in the world and created opportunities for American companies to sell overseas. There's been a great reflation, and one of the negatives here is the reflating of the economy. A lot of it has been funded by tax dollars, and a lot of it has been funded by low-cost money. So will this correction turn to a bear market? I hope not. I think corrections are great because they let steam out of the markets. A couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I contacted an influencer in Bitcoin who posts on Instagram. And she has quite a following. I was like, hey, any chance you want to come on once a month, once a week and give a crypto update? And she said, how much are you going to pay me? And I'm like, oh, you're a fool. You're walking away from the San Francisco market in a top five podcast in business in finance with a very qualified audience. So she didn't really truly want to help people. She really wanted a payday is the way I would say it. And it's easy money. And the truth is, ultimately, a correction in Bitcoin is going to prove that she's trash. That she's just a young web influencer who, who got in the right space at the right time and can't ride out a market. I throw that down for you because corrections kill overconfidence. Corrections kill bad business plans. Corrections kill speculation. The Fed raising interest rates kills speculation. So not to get too caught up in it, but Bitcoin's having another bad day. Now down to 33,000, down well over 50% from its recent highs. By the end of the year, will Bitcoin be at all-time high? I don't know. I know that there's not a real asset there. It's a digital asset. And with banks, you can look at their real assets and you can see how much tangible book value they have, how much cash do they have, how many debts do they have, what rate are the debts being yielded to the consumer at. Tech companies, you could say, well, we know that Apple has a lot of phones in inventory. We know that they're ordering them because they're strong demand. You can see the business. Crypto, we were fine without it. It is very vulnerable. So what I'm telling you right now is things that don't earn money are more vulnerable than things that do earn money right now. That's the best example I can give you. We know that when you pull a barrel of oil out of the ground, you can look at it and go, that's a barrel. And I can refine it and I can make things with it. You can make plastics, you can make energy. You can make jet fuel to get us to Mars. Are we really about to see a movie made on the moon crashing into the earth? Do we need to get more depressing in our movies than that? Unless inside that moon was cheese and everyone loves cheese except for the Green Bay Packers right now. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We're talking a little corrections, not because I want to freak you out, but to tell you that we've been through this before. And we've seen a lot worse thrown at us. Omicron is a cause for concern because When we all got into this, how many of us thought there was going to be an Omicron, right? So the spread of new COVID-19 variants. I think we could all kind of agree that media has treated the recent one 
or the Omicron as better than Delta. But what's after Omicron? Will it be worse than Delta or better than Delta or better than Omicron or worse than Omicron? Like we're starting to put down some parameters. These are things that can go wrong. Historically high inflation. A hawkish Fed. For the past 13 years, the Federal Reserve has been lowering monetary policy, being quite dovish. You want capital? Here it is. It probably won't lead to crazy inflation. And then you wake up one day and it's like, Cinderella says, why did you wake me, Prince? I was having such a great dream. Could it even waited one more day? That's a creepy story. Kissing a woman who's passed out. I know. Fairy tales are quite creepy more often than not. Um, congressional stalemates. At this point in the election cycle, if the markets goes into a correction or, okay, wait, wait. Let's say the Omicron people. The restaurant industry says Omicron is stopping people from coming out. And we knew 2022, January and February, we were going to see some of this, right? Airlines told us early on in the cycle, we're recovering, but these are bumpy months. And typically when there's a bear market, the next couple of months create a couple corrections. Um, And what I mean by that, we had a flash bear market in March 2020, but we never got into that correction. Every time we'd go down 5%, we'd buy the dip. Now we're at the correction level. Other things that can go wrong, midterm elections. China's tech crackdown continues. China tells the U.S. companies, get out of our country. A margin-induced meltdown, crypto crash. What's good for crypto is a, a healthy stock market. 30 seconds. Bad crypto is bad for the stock market because it's going to take some of the players' cash away. If we continue to focus on value and if history repeats itself, history has a long repeating cycle. 15. Bear markets create little opportunities of corrections. Corrections are not as bad as bear markets, but rarely do you go straight back up like we did from March 2020. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Parts of the market are hitting corrections. Parts of the markets are hitting bear markets. What I mean by that is some of our favorite tech stocks are down 20% from their all-time highs. Some names like Disney seem to get just to that level of 10%, 15%, kind of pull back. Different stocks are going to pull back on different levels based on their business models. Companies that are not earning money are the most dangerous companies to have during a correction in a bear market. These business, if the market doesn't turn around or if they're being valued lower because they've been losing money. Wall Street's going to be stopped being in love with giving them money. <sighs> a correction for me is like a sale on the stock market. If you have five years minimum, if you're in retirement, you have to have three to five years of some safe money. You're going to do that financial plan with your financial planner. Market downturns tend not to last over three years. And that's why you have to have that three years of safe money in retirement. So to me, a correction is like a sale on the stock market. 
if you have a properly buttressed portfolio, you never want to follow the crowd like Warren Buffett said. Beware the investment activity that produces applause. Great moves are usually followed by great yawns. It's been an ideal period for investors for a long period. A climate of fear is your best friend. A climate of fear is not negative. Those who invest when only the rah, rah, rah cheering is going on. What did we have in 2021? 70 plus all-time high closes on the S&P 500. So when you boil out the weekends, the market was pretty darn roasty most of the year. So are we a little surprised that it got tired? Probably shouldn't be. Timing the market is generally a losing battle. There's some good guidelines to follow that you should always set yourself for the long run. I buy every two weeks in my 401k, for instance. There's names out there that I would like to invest in if they drop 10%. There's names out there that I'd like to invest in if they drop 20%. Those who invest when commentators are upbeat and you pay a heavy price for meaningless reassurance and meaningless uh, reminders. Put yourself in a strong position. Um, I don't always have a million dollars laying around. But last year when I sold a home, I had a million dollar gain that I didn't, don't have to pay taxes on until April of 2022. And that million dollars has been sitting in a cash-like account. That's too much cash. But I also still have on a regular basis probably a 5 to 15% position in cash. Whether I'm getting the dividends from stocks that I own and then I decide to reallocate it later, later, or if I get a bonus, something along those lines, I usually build up a little extra cash buffer for market corrections. So I've put myself in a position to capitalize. Should you ever be 100% invested? I don't think so. You should always have some cash buffer. Corrections are normal and unpredictable. Nobody, not an analyst, not the media, not even the great one, Warren Buffett himself, can tell you with accuracy when one will occur. Don't get upset or afraid. Unless you're like this like super adorable human being and I can come and give you my shoulder so you can cry on it. I'll go, it'll be okay. You don't need to be afraid. Recognize what is really happening from a long-term perspective. Stocks are going on sale. Whatever you do, don't panic and sell your stock. Unless you're a good-looking guy who's going to take all the good-looking women in the world away from me. Then panic and reduce yourself to zero so you're no longer a desirable mate. I'm joking. When you see others panicking and headlines say the market is in a tailspin, that's the time to look for bargains. Always try to keep some cash on hand so you're able to take advantage of the bargains. I know that's not the easiest thing to do because you get the cash in hand and you go, why? Future bargains, why? Future bargains, BMW, future bargains. And you're like, it's tough. I get it. 
I think the market's been acting a little squirrely. Um, I think that's worthy of note. Um, Valuations are high. And when you're betting on Apple to produce great returns for 40 years based on the price of its stock, yeah, that's fine. But then someone else has to come along and bet on them earning great returns for 41 years and selling lots of phones. And then if both of those guys want to be winners, they have to count on another chunk of change to buy and push the valuation up to 42 years from now. And I'll be honest with you, uh, there's, there's stocks that are boring that are overpriced. There's stocks that are exciting that are overpriced. There's stocks that are boring that are undervalued. We've been through it all before. Um, as a trader, being on the right side or the wrong side of a short-term move is important. As an investor, it's a different perspective. I hope. Um, pushing forward with some ideas from people. Your success, here's a great quote. Your success in investing will depend in part on your character and your guts and in part on your ability to realize at the height of, of excitement and the depth of despair that this all too shall pass. That's Jack Bogle. Thousands of experts. Great quote by John Galbraith. He goes, thousands of experts study overbought indicators, head and shoulder patterns, put to call ratios, the Fed's policy on monetary supply. They can't predict markets with useful consistency any more than the gizzard squeezers could tell when the Roman emperors, when the Huns would attack. Warren Buffett once said, I make no attempt to forecast the market. My efforts are devoted to find undervalued securities. Peter Lynch said, far more money has been lost by investors trying to anticipate corrections than lost in corrections themselves. If you think these quotes are bogus, you're either young, stupid, or just plain stupid. Nothing against stupid people. There's stupid questions and there's stupid people. And... It happens in the world of investing because people get excited, greedy, and people get fearful. Jack Bogle said the idea that a bell rings to signal when to get into or out of the stock market is simply not credible. After nearly 50 years in the business, I don't know anybody who's done it successfully in consistency. I don't even know anyone who knows anyone who has. <laughs> That's awesome. History provides a crucial insight regarding market crises. They're inevitable, painful, and ultimately surmountable. 10% decline in the market is fairly common. It happens about once a year. Investors who realize this are less likely to sell in a panic and more likely to remain invested. Benefiting from the wealth-building power of stocks. Dun, dun, dun. There's a great quote that it's tough to get your head around. In the short run, the market is a voting machine. In the long run, it is a weighing machine. I love that. Because it, it puts that very sexy, one thing could be two things at the same time. I've always found Halloween to be the sexiest uh, holiday of the year because a person that you know and love could be standing right in front of you, but dressed as an evil monster or a sexy woman or a sexy monster which confuses me even more 
but it's fun being confused. Warren Buffett once said, a market downturn doesn't bother us. It is an opportunity to increase our ownership of great companies with great management at good prices. Be skeptical if something looks too good to be true. A simple rule dictates by buying, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. But be skeptical if it looks too good to be true. When you see 23-year-old influencers talking about quitting your job and become a trader in Bitcoin. It sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Wait, wait, I get to work at home, play video games, buy Bitcoin and get zillions of dollars. One minute. Price dips are usually a good chance to increase your positions. The future is never terribly clear. It's usually the buyer who encounters unpleasant surprises. As in the case of marriage, business acquisitions often deliver surprises after the I do's. Microsoft and Activision said I do last week. It's going to be a big old video game merger and acquisition. Will it get through? Will it not? I think that always is going to depend on if government has too much time on their hands or if they're looking at other problems. But Microsoft was able to look at Activision and say, okay, you guys had a a sexualist uh, cultural problem. We can fix that. Your stock is off 50%. We can wait for it to go back. So last week when we saw a big acquisition, I think that's a bullish sign, not a bearish sign. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Omicron is really... Throw another curveball or pitch at the economy. And the economy seems to be okay with it unless you're in the hotel leisure industry. Restaurant industries ask Congress again for more bailout money. Last year, the lawmakers created the $28.6 billion fund to aid bars and restaurants struggling in the wake of the pandemic. Right around November of 2021, I think much of the United States really started going, okay, we got Delta behind us. We're looking good. Let's hang out at Thanksgiving. I think we had a pretty good Thanksgiving. I think a lot of people got together. And the day after Thanksgiving, we learned about Omicron. And we're like, no. It's, in, it's still in Africa only, right? Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And then suddenly it's in England. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. So Omicron is hurting flying. We've heard airline CEOs say that. People are saying, you know what? You got that flexible policy on canceling. I'll take it. Because Omicron's freaking me out. Incredibly highly contagious, but not incredibly deadly. Unless you haven't been vaccinated, then you're you're playing with the odds, not in your favor. Um, so the restaurant industry is struggling. But what's interesting about it is they're now starting to get super competitive again because they know there's only so many dollars out there. So you're starting to see deals, but you'll not see a deal on chicken wings. You'll not see a Super Bowl commercial like 
this weekend or Super Bowl weekend or football weekend or basketball weekend or Olympics. You're not going to see anything on chicken wings because too much inflation of a cost of chicken wings. The cost of breakfast value meals have climbed 20%. The overall price of value meals fell by 1.3% compared with a year ago, but due to inflation costs, um, the industry is trying to figure out how to get you in, get you to pay another dollar in that bucket of chicken. Popeye's is using the strategy of the big box of deals will only be $5. It's previous price when customers order it for pickup through the fried chicken app. But if you do it through the drive through it's going to be an extra dollar. Um, so they're really kind of struggling with getting new customers. And the price of food has increased on them. If you've not gone through a meat aisle, if you used to buy meat, lots of meat, like 20 years ago, go through a meat aisle today and you're going to be like, good thing I gave this up. I could afford to retire. Not even talking about the health benefits. So it's lumpy to start 2022. Economically speaking, we're still a little bit pent up, not totally. But the markets are telling us that six months from now, inflation is going to be a bigger problem than it is today. I believe in the market more than you would imagine as far as a news teller. Now, when markets dip, you go, okay, they're dipping because they're looking six months in the future. Smart money is figuring this stuff out. In this case, are we looking at election midterms? Are we looking at, wow, I didn't think Russia was going to invade Ukraine. Are we looking at China completely getting out of the tech industry and isolating their country and pulling their tech investments from America? Bye-bye, TikTok. Are we looking at an intensification of the relationship between the United States and China? China seems to like to use the world. Like, we will manufacture for you, but we will not buy from you. Or when we do buy from you, we'll put the terms on it. And when we don't like you, or things are starting to look better for you than us, we're going to cancel the terms. There's no capitalism there. That could get weird. A lot of political commentators for Democrats say Trump was actually right in the way he handled China, saying we have an unhealthy relationship after 40 years of you emerging ever so slowly from behind the Great Wall into the World Economic Superpower Forum. That can get dicey in this year. So I don't know what the market's telling us right now specifically. Is it inflation? Is it China? Is it Russia? Is it the economy? Is it Omicron is being replaced by another Greek letter? For those of you in studying Greek, the alphabet is being used in Delta variants or in COVID variants. So if we get enough of them, we'll eventually be able to figure out the Greek alphabet. Not sure that's going to do you a great thing in life, but maybe if you're stuck with an ancient philosopher in a vault and you have to communicate, you can do it through letters. Maybe. This is a, I I don't even want to hit that story. Um, Crypto markets are getting wiped clean. $130 billion wiped off the crypto markets in 24 hours. Bitcoin and Ether dropped multi-month lows. 
movements in cryptocurrency markets have been correlating to the selling scene and higher risk assets like technology stocks as investors prepare for tighter monetary policy from the Federal Reserve and higher interest rates. Bitcoin and Ether are off more than 50% from their all-time highs. People will look at their value account and go, man, I wish I would have sold last week. Bitcoin moves in big, fast chunks. I don't even know if you can blink and say, I'm out. Given current market sentiment, Bitcoin is likely to test the $30,000 level. Um, Everything's gotten very, very volatile out there. It's part of what a bear market creates. As you come out of it, it creates corrections, and the corrections are are ten percent. It's not a bad. It's it's if you were in an airplane traveling at thirty thousand feet, and it were to drop ten percent fast, you'd be like, "Whoa, that's an uncomfortable feeling." Now we only have a little less space between us and the ground, and you don't want to hit ground. And if you're in the mountains, you're like, "Ooh, that ten percent might get us clipped. That's not good." You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I've got a great website, uh, robblackshow.com. On it, I post market movers. I post my TV. I post my radio work. I post my podcasts. But on top of it, I do some interviews with market professionals that you can pick up on Tuesdays. Check it out at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Find us at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com